0: Hey, welcome to the Crass rebuttal. This is Colin. Hey, it's Tori. And this is episode three that we're uh, we're finally getting around to. Uh, What have you been up to Tori with all of your wonderful time off?
1: Uh, Trying not to go insane. Trying to talk some family members and some, uh some groups of friends into like trying out the the whole, the whole Zoom app and saying, "Hey, if we let's at least party together online."
0: Yeah, I actually saw that you posted a uh, you posted a status or something on Facebook about that, and I downloaded Zoom, and then I didn't have anyone to zoom with.
1: Yeah, so me either. <laughs> like, I downloaded it, and I'm like, well, how, who, when the fuck am I gonna try this with? I need somebody else. I need a bunch of people to try this shit with
0: my mother sent me a text message actually one of the guys I used to do some war reenacting with is doing like a zoom party tonight so a bunch of like people are are gonna zoom in I'm, I'm doing this instead so if you listen Alex sorry I missed it <laughs> <laughs> I've actually I've actually gotten really into uh, children's art lessons on YouTube I uh, I made a Picasso dog today and that was pretty much the highlight of my day well, considering
1: you have children, that would kind of make sense.
0: Well, that's the thing. I I watch them sometimes when they're not watching.
1: <laughs> uh, in a way that but, yeah. so- if you know what, if you weren't their father, that would sound really creepy.
0: <laughs> right. If I didn't have kids and I was just sitting at home watching fucking middle-aged women teach children how to, how to draw. Uh, I don't know. That actually sounds like a pretty good time.
1: I've been spending time like rewatching old since there's no sports. And I like to spend my, you know, free time watching sporting events. Sometimes I've, uh, I've gotten into the old YouTube watching uh, like old sporting events and whatnot. Found a bunch of old games from, it's interesting to watch like old games that I remember, even though I know the outcome, like to watch them from when I was a kid, you know, Watching him as an adult, it's a totally different perspective on, oh, yeah, it is It is a little bit different. Like, watching, like, the original Dream Team, it's like, as an adult, you go, damn, these guys were really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, uh, see, that was, I was like, let me do the 12 or 13 when that happened. You have a little different perspective of it at 40.
0: Right, of course. All right, so I know I wanted today to talk about that insider trading thing in Congress uh, with our, our senators dumping stock. It's just infuriating, isn't it? It is. It is. So I actually, um, we have had some listeners. I should I should preface this with we have had some listeners, and I've actually gotten listener feedback. And one of the things, um, one of the guys was saying we really need to focus on, like, facts. Because we have a bias, but we need facts to back them up, which is basically what my takeaway was. So today's episode will be full of facts, uh, Terry, And um, yeah, it should be a good time. But I, uh, I, I looked up this insider trading in Congress. What do you, Tory, know about Senator Richard Burr? Oh,
1: man, I've. Off the top of my head, he's not like in the forefront of my mind, but I've watched a bunch of other people report about this and he's not exactly like a good guy. I mean, he's definitely he's definitely a senator that is, let's say, out
0: for himself. I could agree with that after doing a little bit of research. So Senator Richard Burr is a Republican from North Carolina, and he also happens to be the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Which is involved in pretty much any intelligence aspect that deals with our nation or our interests, so that would fall under COVID nineteen and the coronavirus.
1: He's one of those guys that gets all those top secret things.
0: Yeah, but even like not even just top secret because a lot of top secret stuff is pretty benign. But just if he gets information faster than the general public, and oh yeah, a lot of people would probably agree that it's not good for it's not beneficial for everybody. If senators that have knowledge before the public does are able to act upon that knowledge to make themselves richer. I think pretty much everyone could agree on that regardless of if you're left or right of center. I mean,
1: well, you're not supposed to do it. If you're like a CEO of a company, like if you know your company, like if you see the writing on the wall about something is like a CEO of a company and all of a sudden you dump everything and, then your company goes under, that's kind of the same thing. I mean, like, if you know, if you know something that if you're a publicly traded company and you know something ahead of time, that's the securities and exchange commissions kind of looks down on that. You would think they're supposed to,
0: well, Senator Richard Burr, he's been in politics for a while. He's been a representative since 1994. He's been a senator since 2004. So he's got a nice almost like 30 year history there. But one of the interesting things I found is in 2012, Senator Burr was one of three senators to vote against the Stock Act. Now the Stock Act was- I I remember,
1: I've, I've heard something about this recently.
0: It was a bill that prohibits the use of non-public information for private profit, including insider trading by members of Congress and other government employees. Which would so, which
1: would seem to make sense because you're not supposed to go to go into be get into government to
0: make a profit. You're supposed to get into government to make a difference. Exactly, and out of all of the senators, uh, only three voted against it. It was um, Senator Burr. Uh, Jeff Bingaman, uh, he was a Democrat from Texas. He was actually elected in 1992 by beating Harrison Schmidt, who was the incumbent at the time. And if anybody doesn't recognize that name or recognizes it, they're not sure where that's from. He's been to space.
1: So Harrison
0: Schmidt, the astronaut. Yeah, he beat him. And then, uh, you know, 20 years later, decided to vote against uh, or vote for insider trading. And then the other guy was Tom Coburn. He's a Republican from Oklahoma. Uh, He was elected to the House in 94, Senate in 2005, served until 2015. So only one of these guys is still a Senator and that's Senator Richard Burr, who it looks like possibly committed a crime because in February of 2020, this is two months ago now, February 13th, he dumped between 60,0 to 1.72 million in stock, which is a lot of money. I would say that's that's probably more than the average person has in the stock market.
1: Well, considering the average person doesn't have anything in the stock market, because most most uh almost all like what is it like 90% of the stocks are held by 20% of the population or some crazy ratio like that. I don't know. I saw it. I, I don't, I've, it's some one of those things I didn't write down because I probably, I think I heard that one when I was actually at the laundromat listening to a podcast. So I probably didn't have anything to write it down with, but they, I was listening to an interview and they gave a crazy ratio like that. Like the very few Americans actually hold anything in the stock, any real investment in the stock market. I was very surprised personally because I thought like 401ks had a lot more to do with it, but apparently not. I was very, I was, I was caught off by the numbers and kind of wishing I had a way to remember it at the time, but
0: yeah, I'm not very well-spoken in finance, but there's something where like, there's not just the stock market. There's also like mutual funds and stuff like that. And I think 401ks are in mutual funds or bonds. Yeah. See, I don't,
1: I don't know much about
0: any of it. And I'm not going to pretend to (laughs) Yeah, I'll say I have I don't have money to put into the stock market, so it's really it doesn't affect my life whatsoever, other than I don't get work if the stock market goes down, which kind of sucks. But um, so in February, uh, February twenty twenty, February thirteenth, about halfway through the month, he dumped between half a mill to a mil and a half in stock, so he just made out like a bandit right there. Got got some cash in his pocket. Then on February twenty seventh, he was at a Uh, a gathering of the Tar Heel Circle. Now, the Tar Heel Circle is pretty interesting. Have you heard of this, Tori? No, I have not. So it's part of the North Carolina Society, which I looked at the North Carolina Society, and it seems to be pretty straightforward. It's like a Chamber of Commerce group, a bunch of businesses. I think it costs like 25 bucks for their entry level just to be in it. It seems like any kind of Chamber of Commerce. However, within the North Carolina society, there's the Tar Heel circle where it costs like $10,000 or $20,000 to be a member. Uh, the members are all like Fortune 500 companies at the least, probably Fortune 100 companies. And the, tar, the benefit of being in the Tar Heel circle is they basically promise you access to North Carolina politicians. Um, anyway, so he went to this Tar Heel circle, and he told them quote there's one thing this is in reference to uh to COVID to coronavirus quote there is one thing that i can tell you about this it is much more aggressive in its transmission than anything that we have seen in recent history it is probably more akin to the 1918 pandemic he also end quote he also warned that companies might have to curtail their employees travel that schools close down and that the military might be mobilized to compensate for overwhelmed hospitals. So it sounds like what he was telling these people at the Tar Heel circle, these business owners was to cash out now because the market's about to drop. I mean, do you think that can mean anything else?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, he tried to say it, it was all kinds of stuff, but no, of course, that's what like, dude, everybody can see what you did. Like everyone, it's not hard to figure out. We all saw it.
0: You did it, just but you know he couldn't. They won't own up to it. No, and and that was here. Get this. That was February 27th, right? The day before. Now this is what's uh what's he saying? He's saying it's probably akin to the 1918 pandemic. One day before. Um, Trump was quoted at a White House news conference commenting on our country's first reported cases, quote, we're going to be pretty soon at only five people, and we could be at just one or two people over the next short period of time. So we've had very good luck. And on the and the day that, on February 27th, when um, Burr, Senator Burr, is telling the Tar Heel circle that it's probably going to be akin to a 1918 pandemic, same day Trump is saying it's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle, it will disappear. So I think in this story, there's a lot to unpack. We have both crony capitalism, we have insider trading, and now we appear to have two two different government bodies. We have the executive and the legislative. Saying two different things to different people about about the effects of the coronavirus.
1: Oh well, there's been two messages about the coronavirus from all all levels of our government since this has started. It's been absolutely disastrous. But they, yeah, no, there. They, uh and on this, did the did you see the other chick? The one, the uh, what's her name here? Let me look. Her name's uh,
0: Senator Kelly Loeffler.
1: Yeah, that one from Georgia.
0: Yep. she, you I mean, know, she's, yeah, she's, she's the
1: one that's married to the, the president of, like, the New York Stock Exchange, the CEO of the New York Stock Exchange or something, and she sold off a <laughs> bunch of stock, too. Like, you, you can't tell me that's not insider trading. Not only do you have the information from the Intelligent Committee, you're also married to the guy in charge of the goddamn Stock Exchange. Like, like, oh, we, I'm like,
0: sorry. I, i
1: at, at what needs to happen. I like, it's so like, it's all it's wrong. It's completely wrong. Like these senators, if, if they're going to own stock in stuff while they're, while they're in office, fine, but you shouldn't be able to sell it. You should be, you should have to be able to freeze your assets and whatever happens to them happens to them because it looks because one, just to, to get away from any of this possible impropriety crap. Like this is just bullshit. Like, you weren't sent there to make a bunch of money. You were sent there to make a difference in the citizens of your state's lives. And all you're doing is getting rich. Like, it's, fuck, it's not, like, it's total bullshit. It's total bullshit. They shouldn't be allowed to do this stuff. Like, like if you're going to go to, like, there needs to be serious reform coming out of this. But no one's talking about anything that could possibly turn into serious reform. We're just gonna go right back to the way it was and then people wonder why everybody's mad why people hate politics and don't want anything to do with it it's because of crap like this people get caught red-handed this is you are caught red-handed you did some dumbass shit. and what's her name from california too feinstein like oh she she tried to just go oh well if i don't have anything to do with it and it get when a certain thing happens it gets triggered and blah blah no one moves that much money without getting told if you're that rich that you can move that much money around without knowing about it
0: then you probably shouldn't be in government because your
1: your priorities aren't right
0: yeah actually i have the tweet here from uh senator loffler um that says this is a ridiculous and baseless attack i do not make investment decisions for my portfolio investment decisions are made by multiple third party advisors without my or my husband's knowledge or involvement. However, like you said, the largest transactions she did involved the sale of $18.7 million in intercontinental exchange stock, which in and of itself, like that's a pretty big number. Like, Holy shit, you're moving a lot of money. Yeah. And not knowing
1: I don't it. care. You. How, how much money do you, do you have then that you can just trust? a third party with that much money without being told about any of it who's trusting well, 18 million dollars to be moved around without without knowledge of of it being moved that's no one trusts anyone with that much money you can you well, can be that, jeff bezos and have hundreds of billions of dollars and you're still going to want to know
0: about 18 million dollars getting moved around because that, that's a chunk oh, it, of change it gets better so she dumped 18 million in this uh, what's it called Intercontinental Exchange stock. So you brought up her husband, right? Her husband is Jeff uh, Jeff Sprecker. I hope that's how I pronounce his name, Jeffrey Sprecker. Well, Mr. Sprecker is a chairman of the New York Stock Exchange, just like you mentioned, but he's also the founder, chairman, and CEO of Intercontinental Exchange. The 18 million dollars. The stock of which was $18 million or the, I can't talk, which was the company (laughs) stock that his, his wife sold $18 million of, but neither her nor her husband had any idea that $18 million was sold of their own company.
1: Yeah. I don't believe who believes that who believes you, who believes you're going to have $18 million get moved around and not know about
0: it. Like, now, in their defense, a lot of a lot of stocks are traded automatically based on whatever the market's doing. If it drops too much, people sell or they oh, buy I, or whatever.
1: I know, but $18 but million I, dollars worth
0: that seems like a lot even, of money to be made.
1: without even like an email notice. You know, without without some, you know, some kind of right? it's just okay, maybe I'm just too poor to know. Maybe I've just maybe I'm just too poor to realize like I can move eighteen dollars around and feel a difference. So <laughs> right,
0: me too. I think I know. just paid like twenty on my I paid like twenty on my credit card and was like, hey, look at that. I'm I'm helping. Um <laughs> but uh no so here's the other interesting thing about Senator Loeffler. Uh, she also sits on the Senate Health Committee. So you have one of these senators, Burr, who sits on the Senate Intelligence Committee, and the other is on the Senate Health Committee. They're both being, they're both being uh, briefed on what's going on and what the potential of it is. And, and they do what they have to do, and they sell their stock. Meanwhile, our president is blowing smoke up our ass and telling us, ah, oh, we have five people infected. It'll be one or two, and then a, a sunshine will come out, and it'll all go away.
1: And, 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 now, and now the latest thing that that orange asshole is saying is we're going to 100,000 deaths will be OK. Wait, wh- no, it won't. Wait, what? No. <laughs> right? 100,000 deaths is a- not OK in any man. That's they're talking about more people dying in Vietnam and Korea combined. That's not OK. That is not a sufficient response.
0: I think it's. I think he's trying to say it's better than a million. Like he's not a good orator, so I'm pretty sure he's saying a hundred thousand is better than the potential if it has what, like a one percent kill rate. That's 33 million people in america that could potentially die so i think that's why he's trying to frame a hundred thousand as a win but it still sounds awful and it's still way too many people no a win would have
1: been taking it serious before it even got here and not disbanding the pandemic
0: response team right listen to the senators that are dumping stock you businessman you should know about that
1: like when he what was it when ebola popped off like Obama didn't just say, Oh, it's nothing. We'll just, no, don't pay any attention to that. No, he got serious. They took a response. They got with the world health organization and, and, you know, stop in a matter of, yeah, months. They, sent
0: doctors. they sent doctors to, uh, to Africa in response to that and made sure to train as many doctors and nurses and health professionals as, and people as they could on how to, um, how to stop the spread of it you know we went and we fought it at source we didn't wait for it to spread around now we didn't go, Ebola, oh, it's no big deal and then go to the golf course well Ebola though is a little bit different because Ebola actually has a history of being in people I mean there there's a precedent for it we know what to do going into that scenario when a species hops from or when a, a virus hops from species to species and the the second species that gets it doesn't have any natural immunity to it. I mean, if we didn't do things like social distancing, a lot of us would die a lot more than they're they're planning on. So I forgot, fuck, I forgot what we were talking about. But yeah, every time I was um I was researching Richard Burr, it took all my strength not to write bar, because I equally despise that guy. And we'll we'll have to do an episode where we talk about how the the government tries to sneak in civil rights violations every time there's some kind of national emergency because i've been i've been going on personal rants with some friends about that and it's driving me insane oh it's dude it's bad <laughs>